0: Welcome to episode number 38 of the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. You know, there are some sneaky little expenses that can catch you off guard. Now, we call them secondary expenses, and many people tend to forget or entirely overlook these expenses until it's too late. And then guess what? You're pulling out the old credit card to afford these expenses. Now, today, we're going to talk about these. So when you make your next purchase, you've got a great plan. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad,
0: Brad Nelson. Hey, how's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad, and welcome to today's show. So today, I love today's topic. And it's a short, quick one. But I got to tell you, uh, out of a lot of things that put me in debt, I think it was these secondary expenses that we're going to be talking about today that probably put me in debt more so uh, than anything else. I mean, obviously, car payments and and things like that, they they are big, right? But I think it was for like all of these things that I just didn't really think about when making purchases, especially uh, larger purchases. And uh, I'm not the only one. These are typically the costs that a lot of people tend to forget about. In fact, when I'm doing coaching calls with individuals, um, usually, and we talk about always having good intentions here, right? Like we all have good intentions of everything going right, but rarely does it ever go the way we want them to. And when I'm doing coaching calls with people, they'll, they'll set it up. They say, you know, we had this great plan of, of doing this. And, and then all of a sudden this happened. And then this happened. And then this cost came up. And then that cost showed up. And they were like, we didn't even think about any of those things and ended up costing us a lot more money and putting us into debt. And these these expenses can cause uh, a lot of stress, if not right now, but certainly in the future, as you own some of these expenses that we're going to be talking about here today. Let's talk a little bit about these or some examples of secondary expenses. Um, so let's talk about buying a house, guys, because... There's a lot of, I've been probably, this is probably one of the biggest ones. And when I'm doing coaching calls with people and even me in my own personal life, you know, a house was one of those things that really kind of caught me off guard when you bought a house, right? Obviously you're buying a home and what most people think is I can afford the payment. I can afford the principal and interest payment, the insurance. But what they tend to forget about is all of the extra expenses that are hidden in the purchase of that home. Like for instance, like when you go out and you get a mortgage and you go through the home buying process, like you actually have to pay to get the mortgage. Like it's not (laughs) free. Like there, there's a cost to getting that mortgage. Uh, when you get a home appraisal done for the home that you're going to buy that's not free either. They want money for that. you You have to pay for that. Right. Uh, when you get a home inspection done, when you're buying a house, you have to pay for that home inspection. Right. So there's even just in the home buying process alone. Uh, this is again why it's it's good that you work with a real estate professional to help you go through some of this stuff because if you don't have a plan for some of this stuff, it, it could be costly and it could cost you the purchase of a home for sure.
2: Okay, I'll spill the beans, Brad.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: We just bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were prepared and before doing all our research, there was a lot of things that I didn't know about. Like, and it's not only just, you know, the the extra appraisal fee but you got to talk lawyer fees and um, land transfer taxes and all kinds of different expenses that you're like oh wait I don't just pay the payment once I get the mortgage like that's not all yeah. Um, it's been a very big, stressful time. I'll tell you that. I thought, I was like, this is going to be so fun and exciting. And we're going to go look at houses. That was the fun part. Then you make the offer and then all the stuff comes rolling at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. But. Yeah. And by the way, I was uh, not nonchalant. We've congratulated Am- or Amber on that uh, accomplishment. So yes, congratulations <laughs> to you, Amber, for that. But I've known about this for a while. But uh, yeah, but you're the perfect example because you're, you're going through this and if you're not prepared for some of those things, I can catch you off guard, but let's talk about it after you buy the home. Here, here's the things you got to be prepared for, Amber. You ready for all this? I'm ready. All right. So guess what? The The house needs what? Furniture, right? If you don't have furniture to move it in or move into the house, you got you to gotta have that. Now, most people are renting typically when they're, before they buy, but- usually there's more rooms, right? <laughs> there's more places to put things. But you don't things. want to
2: take the furniture. Like we have a couch here and we're not taking it.
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect example, right? But furniture is a secondary, uh, secondary expense, appliances. The biggest one I think people miss, um, and Ryan, you you own a house right now, so you could talk about this one probably. Well, you, I know you can because you've talked about it on this podcast, but is maintenance, right? Uh, a lot of people tend to forget that, oh, when I buy a house, I'm actually responsible for actually maintaining this property now. And uh statistics show that can run anywhere between 1 to 3%, if not more depending on the condition of the house that you're buying. 1 to 3% of the overall value which is, you know, thousands of dollars per year that you got to kind of plan to to put into that house to maintain it.
1: Yeah, we've so over the past 10 years when we first moved, we bought a new house. Um it wasn't it was new construction. It was just about just getting finished. So as you kind of think through as I think through that, I mean, we we put we had to put whole yard in, all the landscaping, a fence in, um, all the blinds, all the window treatments. I mean, it just, I mean, thousands. I mean, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars probably in that new house. And so we moved here. We moved down, way down a house. Um, but even in the last six years here, we've we're probably approaching fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in maintenance and upkeep. Um, we had the air conditioning go out. We just replaced a water heater. Uh, we just replaced, we just had to fix the air conditioning today. It was $600. Um, I mean, it's just, it's nonstop. We just, I just fixed the dishwasher. Um, you know, we put all new appliances in this house. So yeah, I mean, hundred percent agree. We always, I think our life was always about, can we afford the payment? And we didn't consider like when we bought the first house here. Yeah, it's a big house. Um, it has two air conditioners. Guess what our power bill is going to be? We don't think <laughs> we don't think about that until we get the bill, and you're like four hundred dollars, you know. Or it's got a sprinkler system for the yard. This is going to be great until you get the two hundred fifty dollar water bill for a month. Like <laughs> all those things, because all I'm fo- all we're focused on is the monthly payment. You know, we're not worried about, you know, in a home is a great investment, but I will say that it's a great investment as long as you can afford to keep the house up. Because if you just buy a house and let it go, it's, you're just, you're just going to have a really hard time selling that investment down the road. Yeah. Because um, it's just going to be in such shambles.
0: Yeah. You really had two air conditioners in that house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy cow! Wow. wow. Yeah, wow, 400 bucks. But yeah, you probably got a rude awakening because here up at like, you know, you're from Wisconsin. You know, you know, you didn't live too far from me. We both grew up in the same area and water is not that expensive here. But when you move out of Wisconsin, I, I noticed that when I started coaching many years ago with people, I was like, man, our water's cheap. I mean, but man, there's people that have really expensive water bills
1: every month. Right. Or you move from Wisconsin where, you know, a, a hot summer day is ninety and then it's eighty the next day and you move to a place where it's ninety-two every day for four months in a row. Yeah.
0: Your your AC bill isn't cheap. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there are some examples of buying a house. You know, one one of the ones I want to hit on for secondary expenses is, is a camper. I, I I love this subject. It's amazing to me how many people get into camping and they they don't even use their camper. Uh it's I can't tell you how many ads I've seen for people selling their camper where they say only used three times, only used four times, only used six times, and they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on this uh, along with interest. And so you got to understand there's uh, you know there's opportunity costs in in some of these secondary expenses too. You know if if you were to say buy something like a camper or say buy a boat, and the majority of the time that boat or camper is sitting in your driveway or in a storage area and it's not being used think about the opportunity cost of that money that's just going to that item that's not doing anything for you. That is a secondary expense. But you think about camping, you got like campsite fees. You've got camping equipment. Believe it or not, there's a lot of stuff they like to sell people who like to go camping. I'm one of those people. I love to buy that kind of stuff, uh, but you got storage for the camper itself, right? You've got maintenance. Uh, campers, boats. Uh, you know what's the old saying? Boat is a what? About another thousand, I think, is the whole saying, right? Every time you see, kind of turn around. There's there's another expense of maintaining it, but you know it's all of these little expenses that add up. That will catch you off guard and put you into debt if you don't have a plan for it. So again, you just got to make sure you're doing your homework. Think about things like vacation and not just the hotel or the flight, but um, these are the things that caught us off guard earlier on in my life. But when you actually go on vacation, you got to pay for other things while you're there. And of course, we didn't plan for those. So what did we do? Oh, we just put them on the credit card, right? But things like food and drinks, activities, uh, your tips, taxis. tips got me
2: every time.
0: Yep every time. Yeah, oh
2: my gosh. Every time <laughs> I had to start budgeting that now ahead of time because I'm like, I know I'm going to tip these people.
0: Why am I not putting that in my plan? Yep. Absolutely. Like tax, like you think about taxis or even like if you got pets and you go on vacation, you got to have pets sitting for your pets. That that could add on a, a big expense to your vacation bill just so you can have someone watch your pets if you don't have someone that can come over and watch them at your house for you. Uh, we you- have,
2: uh, we actually dog sit and there's a lot of times where somebody will reach out to us like the night before. Oh my God, I forgot about my dog. Can you guys take him for a week? Cause they forgot about this, this thing they had to do. Like they had to watch somebody had to watch their dog, but now all of a sudden that wasn't a planned expense. They're just calling me and like, can you take him tomorrow?
0: <laughs> Are you guys doing that on an app by the way? Yeah. Okay. So it's like a gig. It's like gig work.
2: Yeah. We it's Rover. Rover. Okay. Yeah. yeah Rover.
0: How's that worked out for you guys? really well, we have actually, we have a dog here today, really? What do you do if the dogs aren't nice?
2: uh, we meet them beforehand because oh, they need okay. to they need to be able to like communicate and be good with my dogs, and if they're good we t- we can take them in but, oh yeah. okay,
0: cool, all right, moving on, just got a little sidetracked <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> But we talk about things like buying a car. Obviously, a lot of people know these ones, but, you know, again, fuel, insurance, maintenance, license plates, registration, sales tax when you're buying the car, Uh, even secondary expenses when you've got a job. And yes, there are expenses when you take on a job. Things like uh, your clothes. You know, if you've got to wear special clothes, like if you go to a job that's in an office and you got to wear a suit, I mean, that can be a secondary expense to a job. Uh, your commute. When I was working at a job before I started this, I was wor- I was uh, driving almost 100 miles a day just to get to that job. Uh, so a secondary expense to taking on that job was fuel. I went through a lot of gas over those 11 years that I was doing that. Uh, plus the wear and tear just on the vehicle. Um, and then in a lot of cases, guess what? I was working those longer hours. I had those longer commutes. So guess what we did? We ate out more often because of our schedule, which was, again, an added expense for taking on that job. Uh, look at things like kids' extracurricular activities. And, and, Ryan, I know your kids have been in a lot of different things. So you could probably tell with this one for sure. But, like, Noah's in uh, Taekwondo. And when I first signed him up a couple of years ago, we paid, you know, the fees. And it's not cheap. Um, and, you know, you paid for the uniform. But then what I found out is that every time he tests, you got to pay for a test. And then you got to pay for the belt. And then if he wants to participate in the tournament, you got to pay for that. And if he wants the shirt that they all wear in the summertime, you got to pay for all those things too. Like, it's like, it's the the entrance fee is just the beginning in a lot of cases. It's all the other stuff that adds up over the years.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, you kind of said, you know, a lot of us know this stuff. And I think as we kind of talked a lot about these, you know, buying a home, a camper, taking a vacation, buying a car. You're right. We know, we do know there's these expenses but a lot of these things we do we react on emotion you know when i'm at the car dealership and i'm looking at the the car i know i should be looking at but the dealer's got the truck that i love and they can talk me into that i'm not thinking about the extra hundred dollars a month in gas i got to put in it and the extra insurance costs i'm thinking about what everyone else is going to think as i drive in this nice new truck Away from the dealership, you know, and I think that's that's a lot of as you kind of think through a lot of these, you have to remove the emotion, some of the emotion out of your purchasing because I think that's really what gets you into trouble. Is and, and I know, and I see this a lot in our life without payments. People asking about things of like some gig work, delivering food, and that sort of stuff, and you got to kind of think through some of that before you buy to the, some of those cars, those uh, vehicles. You know, if you bought a big, huge truck that's not a great idea to go and try to go do gig work driving around. Cause you're not gonna make very much money when you consider gas wear and tear and all this other stuff. So, You got to just remove some of that emotion out to make sure you're trying to make that better decision. But all of these, same thing with extracurricular activities, we get emotionally wrapped up in our kids doing things. I mean, I didn't know a trumpet cost $1,600 until she needed one. And then I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) The $400 when I bought you, what's wrong with that? Oh yeah, that's garbage. She can't use that. Like, (laughs) No no clue, you know, Um, but yeah, you just, we don't really think
0: about some of that stuff. Yeah. I think kids in general are just one big giant secondary expense. <laughs> Seriously, I swear. Like everyone always talks about the major expense of having a baby. To me, honestly, that's the cheapest part. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, we just had our daughter a couple of years ago, and, and outside of like some of the medical bills and stuff, but the actual like the clothes and the diapers and the formula and yeah, and, and yeah, I mean the stuff that you buy. Yeah, it has some cost to it, but if I look at my son Noah, it's like. You're way more damn expensive than she ever is. You know, It seems like the older they get, the more expensive they get. So yeah, they're just one big giant secondary expense for sure. So we're going to come back here in the second part of the show. We're going to talk about some ways that you could just prepare for some of these. And uh, that way you got a plan and they don't put you into debt. Stay tuned. Do you ever wonder why you can't make progress on this money stuff? You know, does it seem that no matter what you try or what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead? That's frustrating. And I know because I've been there. Nobody wants to be broke. Nobody in their right mind chooses this or signs up for this because being broke and dealing with financial stress stinks. Now, over the years, as I was coaching my members, I started to see a reoccurring theme and a lot of them had the same types of bad money habits that were keeping them stuck and keeping them broke and living that paycheck to paycheck life. And in many cases, making their situation so much worse. That's why I went ahead and I created a free course called 10 Red money flags that are keeping you broke and how to fix them and here's the deal understanding your bad habits is a great start but how do you fix these habits and these behaviors that have brought you to where you are today and that's what this course is really all about now here's what you're going to get you're going to get a downloadable pdf worksheet 10 video lessons, action items so that you can actually get started and see major changes in your financial life. And you're going to get access to my private Facebook group called Life Without Payments. So you get ongoing support and accountability, not only from thousands of other people, but also from me. We want to take away the confusion and make it as easy as possible to get started. So head on over to TheRealDebtFreeDad.com, click on tools and courses in the menu and get free access to this course today. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We're talking about secondary expenses and these are the expenses that can bite after you make a purchase. And so the second part of the show, we just want to kind of talk about just some things that'll help you uh, to really kind of look at your purchases a little bit deeper. And I think the the first area that we got to look at, and this just kind of comes for every purchase that you make, but you really want to look at opportunity costs. Uh, Every time you make a choice and this really goes for any choice in your life, but anytime you make a choice to buy something, you're choosing not to do something else at the same time. So when you're confronted with these purchases, you want to ask yourself, could that money be used to help us reach our goals in another way? Is this an efficient use of our money? Is this an efficient use of our time? I brought up camping. Um, I, you know, We talked about boats and, and just all of those types of things. It's like, you know, it, do you have the time to actually spend on the purchase that you're about to make? Or is it just those few little trips or those few times out on the lake that have got you hooked and, you know, the rest of the time that vehicle or that boat just kind of sits in storage. So you really want to consider this and, and consider these opportunity costs and, and understand that, um, you know, when you do make that, that choice, you are choosing not to do something else. So you really want to consider all of your options, not just that one option that's got your attention
1: this is really hard when you, when you, especially if you're kind of in the middle of debt and kind of this lifestyle is I just lived in the moment, you know? And I think when you talk about every time you make a choice, you're choosing not to do something else that resonates now with me a lot because I understand. But at the time I wasn't thinking a week ahead of where I was currently at. I was just thinking of, I want the car now, or I will, I want the boat today. And six months from now, when my daughter needed the $1,600 trumpet, I'd worry about it then. Yeah. I'm not worrying about what she needs <laughs> six months from now. I think, so I think a lot of this goes into goal setting and really kind of, like you said, thinking through your purchases a little bit and like, what what is what is your life? What are you trying to accomplish here? And does this thing that you're going to buy fit in with that? Because you, could, 100%, if you're going to buy a boat, like you said, you buy, a, you camp, you love camping, you use it. But if you you know, like timeshare timeshare people do awesome at getting you in, in your emotionally state of your on vacation. You should just buy this and you could come here all the time. And so, so many people do, and they realize they never use it because they
0: never have time. I think you're right. Short-term and long-term goal setting is, is critical when it comes to good financial plans. Yeah. No question it did, about it, it
2: prevented us from spending a ton of money um the last couple of years because we were just fo- so focused on having that down payment for the house that we want to buy so we gave up on like we're like wow, oh, we don't really need that new tv this time we'll use the one with the line going through it we're fine
0: <laughs> right right yeah and i think you know it it takes a while to get to that mindset you like it's it's not an overnight thing you know but ryan you're right i mean i think we're you know maybe talking more like future pacing, like what does this look like six months from now or or three months from now after we've bought this thing? Like how how much are we actually going to use whatever it is that we're considering on purchasing? Um, So how else can you start preparing for some of these costs? Well, we probably talk about this like, well, we do. It's a broken record here is is you got to have a budget and just understand really what you can afford and not only afford financially, but what you can afford to spend uh, time-wise as well. Uh, and really take time to consider your purchases and really do your homework and ask a lot of questions it's so easy and ryan you hit on this it's so easy to get emotionally involved in the purchase and you tend to take the smarts out of the whole deal and that's a bad plan that's one of the reasons why we offer the suggestion of of waiting 24 hours and if it's a big purchase like some of these bigger ones we're talking about like a house for sure or a car or a boat or an rv or, uh, you know, some of the, just some of these big things, I recommend waiting at least 30 days to make sure that whatever it is that you're getting yourself into, uh, you can handle it not only financially, but just from also from a scheduling and a time aspect as well.
1: And we kind of listed a lot of the secondary expenses, you know, don't look at it from the payment standpoint. You know, there's a lot of things you can afford if you're looking at it just from the payment standpoint, you got to look at it from the whole picture. You know, um, if you want that Certain car or that certain camper or that certain boat, like we talked about today, make sure you're walking through. Like, what are all those other things that you're going to have to pay? Like, I I've said before on podcasts, I would like a boat, but I know one of my secondary expenses is going to be a dock for it because I don't want to tow it back and forth. <laughs> so I 100% know that is like going to be a couple hundred dollars a month. So you know, twenty four hundred dollars a year probably to have it docked somewhere. And that's not just one year, that's every year. So in five years, that's 10 grand. So there's some of that where it's like, Oh, do I really want a boat? I
0: don't know. That's a lot <laughs> yeah. of money just
1: to yep. keep it somewhere.
0: It is. Yep. And the same um, thing. It's like, it's like camping, same thing. You know, we spend, you know, for our permanent site cause we went to a permanent site just cause it was easier with kids and, and same thing. Like Ryan said, I didn't want to tow my camper all over the place. Like I wanted to just go have it set up and be able to enjoy it and hang out. And so we went to more of a permanent site and that's, you know, like 3,300 hours a year that we got to spend to have a permanent site. And so when we made the decision to do that, we said, Hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to spend time on there. And we've been there every weekend as we're recording this, it's about mid August. Uh, we've been there every weekend since, since it's opened mid April, we haven't missed one weekend. And that's because we wanted to make the most of our time and, and uh, the money that we were spending to be there. Um, now, will that always be the case as our kids get older and get more involved? No, and that's when we'll probably make another decision to say, you know what? We need to probably not be permanent campers anymore, and we need to probably just be weekend campers and only go when we can, when our time allows. So th- this all kind of comes down to what does your schedule look like? What can your life handle when it comes to some of these purchases, for sure? Hey, hey, what's this- That's not means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we're going to kick it off with Jess Frazier. Jess says, I paid off $3,334.63 in debt just this week. I also had an emergency that cost me $1,057, which I was actually prepared for and didn't have to go into panic mode, which is what we're all about here on this show. She says, it hurt shelling out that money, but... That just means I have to work on rebuilding my emergency fund. But yeah, guess what else it means? You didn't go further into debt. And that's why those emergency funds are so important. Great job.
2: Kira Love says we were able to put $3,500 in the bank towards our forever house fund.
0: Awesome. Congratulations to Kira. And uh, as I said, they were just on our show a couple of podcast episodes ago, and they are now working on buying their first house with cash as well. So great for them.
1: Amanda Rose, I have paid off over $1,000 in debt since June, saved $1,000 in the emergency fund, and have almost $3,000 saved up to get a car by my birthday.
0: That is impressive, Amanda. I mean, check that out since June. So June, July, I mean, that's less than three months. Paid off 1000 built their emergency fund, $3,000 saved for a car. That's amazing progress. Great job. Uh, Vanasu Robin Haynes. We are still being successful when it comes to not eating out. Congratulations. Added more than $200 to our emergency fund and paid $750 down on debt. Awesome. Great job. Shannon
2: Thomas says, Thompson says, sticking to my budget, did not pay to eat out this week.
1: Awesome. Way to go, Shannon. And Alex Velez canceled three subscriptions
0: and paid towards my credit card and paid off a loan in full. Wow, great wins, Alex. Congratulations to you. And congratulations to all of you who are working so hard to reach financial freedom. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review in Apple Podcasts. We read every single one of those. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad Podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone that could benefit from our show, hey, please give us a share. We appreciate you and we will see you on an upcoming episode of the show. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to com.